Welcome to the Inside Wind podcast, the people behind the science at the MRC Wetherill Institute of Molecular Medicine at the University of Oxford, an institute we affectionately know as the WIM. In this episode, we are exploring leadership development across the institute. The latest cohort of the WIM Women in Leadership program have just completed their course, so I sat down with some of them to learn more about why they took part, what it involved, and what they are taking away from the programme moving forward. Let's meet them. Hello, my name's Sarah Gooding. I am a postdoc clinician scientist here in the WIM. I'm in Ross Chapman's group. I'm also a consultant in the NHS and I work on multiple myeloma. So my name's Dr. Danielle Wellington. I previously was a postdoc for six years with Professor Tao Dong at the Weatherall Institute. And I've recently moved over to um, the CAMS Oxford Institute uh, in NDM, and I'm now a training programs coordinator. Hello, uh, I'm Rong Li. Uh, I'm a postdoc from Bacillus Group and Taodong's Group based in Wei. So I'm working on myelofibrosis. Uh, last year, I also got my postdoc fellow funding from CAMS Oxford Institute to continue my research. Okay, so I'm Julia. Um, and I'm a postdoc in the MEADS lab here at the WIM and uh, I've, I'm also a fellow so I also got some funding for, to run uh, some of the research from Leukemia UK which has been very, very, very helpful. And we also meet Catherine Portia, Associate Professor of Developmental and Stem Cell Biology who helped to develop the programme. So I'm Catherine Porcher. I've been a group leader here at the WIM for a long time. And uh, so I run um, a science research group and I'm very, very keen into helping young scientists and, and see how they can, we can best help them to develop their talents. The WIM Women in Leadership program engaged with postdoctoral researchers based at the WIM, a time when many are focused on shaping their career path. This is a job where career progression is hard, you know, um, it's difficult to work out what sort of future you might like in science, whether you want to try and stay an academic, go to industry, move to something else completely. Um, it's very competitive. I think there are different challenges for women to get to a leadership position compared, for instance, for men. So I think a targeted uh, program that targets those gender differences is really important to try to achieve um, um, a balance between uh, what is the outcome of that, which is, you know, becoming a PI, which we still know is heavily biased towards men. And so trying to understand what are the barriers and trying to put in place what we can do to overcome those barriers, I think it's really, really important. So a few years back, and um, that was as part of our aim to identify how best to support our young scientists, we decided with a few other PIs in the WIM to run a wide consultation and focus group meetings, and uh, some of them specifically directed at female postdoctoral scientists. And it was striking that very quickly we could observe amongst many of these young female scientists a lack of confidence, a feeling of self-doubt, but also a very strong desire to share experiences and to support each other. So we then decided to try and equip these motivated and, I have to say, very talented women scientists who were often at the turning point in their career 
with tools that would help them build their confidence and leadership skills, and thus provide them to, um, and support them to step into senior roles. We thought that providing an in-house training program was probably the best way to do it, rather than sending our postdocs to uh, outside of the WIM. So we appointed a professional facilitator, Millie Sinclair, who organized a series of personal and professional development workshops. Um, and these were also combined with peer coaching and all uh, uh, took place here at the WIM. And the aim of the program was um, for the participants to identify their core strengths and values and how to, how to lead from them and to understand what could hold them back. I think that was something that was quite important. And uh, of course, to develop a set of essential skills such as communication, negotiation, how to give and receive feedback, um, and so on. But behind all these, the idea was also to provide them with a some protected time and a safe environment to think about their career, which is something that actually, if we think about it, everyone at any stage in their career should be able to benefit from. Uh, well, so the whole thing is facilitated by Millie Sinclair, um, who is fantastic. I can't sing her praises enough. Yeah, she's very good. And she's very experienced in working with these sorts of groups. She's done a lot of work with scientists in the university. So she really understands, I think, our careers and what the pressures are? I think, I, well, first of all, I thought it was going to be more passive and instead it was a very active uh, uh, type of session. Secondly, every time, I think after maybe two, I was like, I'm sure this time I'm not going to find it as interested as I was the one before. Wrong. Because she managed to always tackle different issue and uh, and therefore every, every bit of the program, I just wish at the time I had a camera and I could just record what was happening because the feeling were just very inspiring. And so... Yeah, more passive in study was very active. It was split, spread over four months and we had a series of either whole afternoon or full day sessions. I think there were maybe two full day sessions and maybe about four afternoons. Um, and then we also had two hourly sessions of individual coaching with Millie, the facilitator as well. So it was a different, a, a set of different things and each um, of those longer group sessions had particular themes um, addressing particular aspects of our career development and leadership training. And I think it's also very important that the program is not all in one week because it, it makes sense to have a program like that that is in six months, it's around six months, isn't like once a month maybe we met. But then you have time to reflect, to take stuff in and to maybe start already to make some improvement and to see how you feel. And and I think it makes it's it's completely different than having just a day or, or a week in which you're just bombarded um, and just makes... Um, makes your changes more likely to be enduring instead of just being a quick fix that then goes away after the program is done. I wanted to know if this format was working because they might have thought, oh, it's, the sessions are too far apart. But actually, they thought it was really, really helpful because they could think in between sessions about what they have learned and, importantly, talk to each other, help each other. And they were, they were put in two bodies so they all had somebody to talk to, talk to um, as often as they wanted, to practice some skills. Or, and then when they were coming to the next session, 
they could talk about what they had learned before and, and then just learn more about it. Or So the format has worked really well and I have learned about it by just talking to these lovely women. The programme allowed those taking part to reflect and process their careers and their career options and also to explore different styles of leadership. There is a life coaching element to this course, particularly in, in the sessions where you have one-on-one -on -one with Millie, where you think about what your own career goals are and how you might decide between a range of different career goals and what you might need to change or instigate to get to your career goals. I mean, that's in a sense, I guess, basic life coaching, but there isn't much opportunity for that in academic science. So I find it extremely helpful. I haven't had that opportunity before. Yeah, I think it's it's a point in which you start thinking if you really want to go ahead with this career, becoming a group leader, or if you want to maybe change. So I think it's an important time to understand where you are and if you are ready to get the next step, which is very different from what you've done until yeah. now, because postdoc and PI are very different positions. Yeah, so I think, um, and this is probably, this is the same for men and women, I think the career that path that we've chosen is really difficult. It is, it is a difficult path. It's, it requires a lot of resilience to stay on it. And it you get into this mindset of all I know how to do is research. I don't know, I don't know how to do anything else. I don't know how to apply for anything else. I don't know what other sectors or industries are looking for. And I think having a course like this um, helps you first realize that everybody else is feeling the same. And so you're not alone in thinking that. And also just coming to terms with the fact that it's not failure to leave. It, everybody has to move on at some point. People, Not everybody can stay in academia. There's not the room. There's not the funding. And I think having courses like this allow you to explore those other avenues. Before I joined this program, I thought I'm probably not ready at all. And I'm not that confident that I can be the PI in the future. Before you really, uh, like before I joined this program, I thought, okay, I'm probably still very far away from that. And but after I joined this program and after the whole program, I thought, okay, probably what I did before is already has some preparation for that. You're already so, on the way. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And also by getting together in this program, we can have like a small community. We can support each other. Yeah. So the first session was about leading yourself. And that was really useful to find out what type of leader you are. I didn't really know that there was necessarily different types of leaders. Um, but I, if, you know, it, I found out that I'm a lover. So I, you know, I care about the people that I'm managing. I care about the people I'm leading and I want to make sure that they're all doing okay and um, fulfilling their potential. The other types of, of um, leaders are sort of monarchs who are the regal type who are at the head of everything and just oversee everything or the warriors who will, you know, go into battle for you and things like that. Um, and so I, I have those aspects in me, but I think I would more be like to be on the sort of friendly um, collegiate side of leadership. I want you to know why you're doing it. And I want you to feel like by doing what I'm asking you, you're contributing to the team or the group or whatever thing we are doing. Something that came through in all of the interviews was how building these core leadership skills impacted more than just their leadership roles. 
So I think it was well. I th I think it's a, such a rounded program that you know influence. I think your relationship with your boss, but also your relationship with your colleagues, and how you can handle those relationships. So that's why I feel it's very rounded and life changing. Your relationship with your partner in terms of how to ask for help, for instance. So there were different um, um, skills that there is not. So as you said, leadership is not just about saying to people what they need to do for you, but it's also trying to maintain a balance and trying to be able to get the right support, uh, to know what is the right support, to know how to get the right support and to be able to communicate with people in a positive way. Um, so I think those one were the, let's say, surprising skills. I don't think they always go in that box of what leadership really means. And for women, it's different because... Um, women tend not to ask for help or they, they tend to um, to take too much on themselves and that at times can be detrimental maybe for going forward. And so, so, yeah, it was, uh, as I said, rounded because, you know, it's not only about what you do when you're a leader, but also how to relate with people around you, with, with whatever it is, if it's above your peer or in your personal life. All of us could handle things better, I think, it you know, even if even if we're great leaders or we're um, interpersonally normally find things okay, all of us have situations that are stressful and difficult. And it, it was really good at digging into those and working out why and analysing your own behaviour and coming up with strategies um, to handle things better. I think that was really good. Other than that, it was probably more about how how to have difficult conversations. And, you know, even I've been in this job for four weeks now and I've already had to facilitate a difficult conversation between a DPhil student and their supervisors. Um, so that was really, really useful just to to know, to sort of advise the, the supervisors about how to have the conversation in the first place. Um, I was able to help them with that. And then also to support the student in terms of what to expect in the conversation and then um, at the end, helping to sort of sum everything up and, and bring everything together for everyone. So I think that was, you know, a really brilliant skill, being able to have those difficult conversations. I wanted to hear more about the experience of joining a SUSTAIN programme with people from across the Institute. I think one of the things that Mill is really good at, uh, and the programme is really good at, that it really feels like it's for everyone, actually. And she's really good at tailoring uh, um, and at, at you know all of us made different common and com comments and can comes from different backgrounds but somehow the way she would run the program that would make us feel welcome so it's totally for everyone it's like uh, and um more especially if you feel it's not for you i think it's probably more <laughs> for you so yeah so definitely yeah that's what i would say is yeah it's it's very open for everyone yeah um, you're among colleagues who are in a very similar place to you. It was actually brilliant to get to know the other people on the course better. You know, I, they're all faces I see around the whim. Some of them were people I knew well already. Many of them weren't, especially because this course that we particularly did was at the end of the, you know, after two years of COVID lockdown. And so there's always a fair amount of staff change over. And there were people there who I'd never met before, Um and it was actually really good to have a safe space in which to talk about how people had struggled during the lockdown as well. That was a whole other element that came into this course that I think was really valuable to people on the course. 
And Millie also encouraged us, like two people can set up like a small group and we can chat time by time, catch up. And like me, I, I, I usually have a chat with Charlie, so in the CCB. So I think it's quite a good opportunity for us to communicate after the, uh, the, the program and also chat about our work and life and get some support from each other. People were applying for things. Um, one person got a fellowship and we all celebrated as a group. You know, you become this group. You you see what people's dreams are, what their next steps are. And so that when you see them achieve it or then you see them getting a step closer, you know, you all feel happy for that person. You all are, we're all now behind each other's dreams and aspirations. And it's having like a little cheerleading pack behind you, pushing you along those next steps. The Women in Leadership programme first ran in 2019, with the second cohort finishing in 2022. This most recent course included an additional session, welcoming people from across the whim. And yes, I think the most interesting part for our for this time is the last session. The women and men get together, have that like the communal discussion and to see like uh, what we thought and what others feedback, not only focus on women so I think that is very interesting yeah part of the program involved with women and men coming together and trying to involve men in this conversation of how we can bring a change um, to help women leading to reaching leadership position and I think that was a new bit because it hasn't done before and it was very very successful yeah and it was very interesting to see the other side. So what we were trying to achieve with this uh, last session that we've, we've called Mind the Gap was to open the, the discussion to everybody in the Institute. So we were trying to gather in a room for a few hours, students, postdocs, PIs, research assistants, to talk about something that is quite important to us, which is this Mind the Gap session. And it's been really good in the sense that although we didn't have all the representation we wanted from all the the levels of scientists in in the WIM, we did have a mixed uh, audience and we had uh, engagement from everybody who was there in the discussion, in bringing ideas and, and, and also we had people who would have never met otherwise. So I think it's been really good to discuss about this important topic which is um, how to help women in science uh, on lots of different aspects, but also for people to um, get to know each other, to to just mingle. Uh, And we are planning on having uh, other sessions like this one to discuss, basically it's a forum for discussion about things that are important for people who work at the WIM. I wanted to hear more about the value and legacy of the programme. Scientists, of course, they have to be at the bench, of course, they have to, to do their science, but uh, it's good also sometimes to step out of, of the lab to have a little bit of time to think and also to just learn new skills who are going to help not only people personally, but also help them work in a better way in the lab if they're happy, if they understand the meaning of what they are doing in terms of career progression. So, so actually talking to other people and, and discussing their things shouldn't be difficult because they're obvious benefits. The life skills that we covered are useful to everyone you know we all lead in some setting or other whether it's leading a discussion in a journal club or you know 
line managing members of staff, these skills are universal. I think it was for me it was it, the program was inspiring and uh, I think life changing in terms of the skills that uh, would uh, give me in the future. So I, I, I felt very, very, very different after. And um, yeah, so inspiring would be the word that, that would come to my mind and how I would describe it. They have created a network of women who are very supportive of each other and uh, keep talking to each other, and, but also can reach out to the rest of their peers across the institute. So it not only benefits individuals, but it benefits the whole of, of the institute. And I think it is quite important. And it's quite unique, because if people go outside of their institute to attend such programs, there would be maybe one or two of them doing this at the same time, but not 12. So, so then they come back and maybe they cannot achieve what what our women here are able to achieve. I asked what they would say to other postdocs in the WIM who were thinking of applying to this program. I would say do it. I mean, this course was the most useful course that I did in my time as a postdoc. Um, And I signed up to a lot of courses. I, you know, I tried as much as I could to get the most out of the university offerings that there were. But this one, it will change the way you think more than anything it's not it's not training it's not um it's not trying to tell you how to do anything it is about thinking it's about showing you how you think and it's about changing the way that you think to make yourself more successful and more um confident to step into the things that you want to for the people who haven't joined this, if they ask me, I will just share my real feeling. And uh, it's really a very amazing one. You don't need to spend, it, it won't take you too long time for this. It's just, just as Julia just mentioned, we met like one once, maximum once per month. And uh, you also can get good connections with the colleagues in this building, not only in your lab. And uh, I think most thing, most important thing that is this is not only aimed for the people who only want to be leader in the future. Probably inspire for the new session, they including both the men and the women for our next session, the leadership. I think this is a very good point. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Because this program has been so well received and obviously has helped many of our young scientists, the plan now is to offer it on an annual basis and uh, to try and reach as many postdoc scientists as possible. But now, while supporting women in science is essential for all the reasons I've already mentioned, and hopefully, maybe in um, longer future, to help close the gender gap in senior academic positions, we are also fully aware that these should not just be restricted to women, but that men could also tremendously benefit, benefit from this course. So this year, we have decided to open the program to both men and women, and we will run mixed sessions as well as gender-specific sessions and discuss how men and women can best support each other in their, in their journey. And another idea that we are currently developing is to organize sessions for junior PIs to help them in their new supervision and managerial roles. And then uh, one thing I also would like to stress is that we are very keen here at the Institute to support diversity in all its shapes. 
Uh, and we are now making every effort to motivate everyone, irrespective of not only their gender, but also their background or their aspirations to participate in our training programs. This has been Inside Win. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, like or review.